Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. Welcome to you. This is going to be lesson one of level one of our Oaks of Righteousness Discipleship Program that we have just recently introduced. And so we want to look at this and begin this series today. And we trust that this is going to be of great benefit to you. This program entitled Oaks of Righteousness is designed to help you know Jesus Christ and grow in him as his disciple all the way to maturity in Christ. We've discussed this briefly in the introduction and in the promo message that we brought, and we want to help you use this, this to be a resource for you, so that you can grow in Jesus Christ all the way to maturity. The concept that we are using for this very first level is to see the Christian life somewhat correlating with the stages of an oak tree's development in the life of an oak tree. So we want to consider that for the Christian life as well by looking at the stages of the oak tree's development from beginning to end. And so let's consider this. We looked at it briefly in the introduction. We talked about the various stages that we're going to be drawing from. So the lesson today is going to start us off and kick us off in the similar way that an oak tree would begin. So an oak tree has a fruit. A mature oak tree produces a fruit, and that fruit is the acorn. Now, the acorn has the seed in it for another oak tree to develop. But that acorn must fall to the ground, and it must get planted into good soil in order to reproduce and make a new oak tree. Once planted, that seed then will begin to germinate. So the process of reproduction for an oak tree begins with germination and concludes when that oak tree, that new oak tree, is now a mature tree, producing acorns itself, the fruit. And then those will drop to the ground to be planted and become another oak tree. This is the whole process. It's similar to Christian discipleship as well, because every one of us are called to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. When we come to him, we come to him in faith, believing in his finished work on the cross for our salvation, just like it was so in the word of God in the New Testament and the New Testament apostles, it was the same way. And Jesus told them to go forth and proclaim the message and to make disciples. God wants us to become disciples of Jesus. He wants us to grow to maturity, bear fruit, and then reproduce by the making of more disciples. We know this to be 
The Great Commission is what it's typically called, and it is found in Matthew chapter 28 and beginning in verse 18 through the end of the chapter. I'm going to read that to us now. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. This commission is also found in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 20 as well. But Jesus has called us into his family, made us a part of his bride. We are now disciples of Jesus Christ. And his desire is that we become mature, grow to maturity, bear fruit, and reproduce, making more disciples. That's the same goal that every oak tree has. God wants to plant oak trees everywhere. God wants his house full. He wants a large family. Now, when I said God wants to plant oak trees everywhere, I mean in the sense of disciples of Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Isaiah 61, verse 3, in the latter part of that verse, which is the foundational verse for this study, that we become the oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. That's God's ultimate goal. He wants us all to be oak trees growing into full maturity, pleasing him, and passing on his message, making more disciples after us. So the goal of this development is to grow into a mature healthy relationship with Jesus, bear fruit, and reproduce, making more disciples, just like the goal of any tree would be to grow to maturity, bear fruit, and reproduce itself. So let's apply this for this foundational lesson. A mature Christian who bears fruit is obeying the great commission of our Lord, sharing the good news everywhere sharing the news about Jesus everywhere, however they can, whenever they can, and wherever they can. And one of those seeds of the Word of God, preaching the Word to others, that we bear becomes the seed that Jesus spoke of in the parable of the sower. I'd like for us to read that next. In Matthew chapter 13, we find the parable of the sower. And I want to read beginning in verse 1 and go through verse 9, and then we'll pick up again in verse 18. Matthew chapter 13, beginning in verse 1, says this, On the same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea, and great multitudes were gathered together to him, so that he got into a boat and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold! A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth. 
and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, let's drop down to verse 18. Beginning of verse 18. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received seed by the wayside. But he who received the seed in stony places, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who received seed among the thorns is he who hears the word, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. But he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. So here Jesus has spoken a parable of a sower who's gone out with a bunch of seeds, sown them different places, and now he's teaching us about the different soils that receive that seed and what they represent in terms of the kingdom of God. All right. Jesus tells us the seed is the word of God. So let's consider this in the different soils because any seed needs to be planted in the right kind of soil if it's going to produce a good tree. So he says that there are four different types of soil that the seed of God's word will fall into similar to these acorns. So let's think about it for a moment. He gives us this parable and he says the first kind of ground that the seed falls upon is the wayside. Those that fall by the wayside ground may be hard and untilled. The seed does not penetrate that ground in order to be able to germinate. It doesn't even penetrate the ground. So it gets eaten and stolen away. Similarly, if an acorn that's loose and unclaimed, an acorn that doesn't already get into the good soil, a squirrel is going to come around most likely and find it, and the squirrel is going to eat it and take it away. The acorn then does not produce or germinate. There's no reproduction and no benefit. So in a similar fashion, the word of God that falls by the wayside, the people don't receive it. It's not going to produce or germinate inside of them, and the enemy will take it away. Second kind of soil he mentions is the stony ground. They receive the word. They receive the word of God gladly, but they lack a good, strong root system. They have no root. Therefore, it won't last 
just like the oak tree. No sturdy root. It will not last and it will not stand for very long. Any oak tree has got to have a good sturdy root system or it will not last. Same thing with the Christian life. We must have good sturdy roots or we will not be able to withstand and it won't last. It will just be something that is fake and superficial. Then Jesus talks about the third ground being the thorny ground. They initially received the word, but in their case, they have too much distraction and too many other loves in their life. And those things choke it out. They can't adequately grow into the strong tree that God desires because they've not given the seed of God's word its proper space or its proper priority, and it is choked out, and they are not able to grow as they should, similarly to an acorn or some other seed that would be so surrounded by weeds and other things that it would be choked out. It would have no ability to grow to the full tree that it was designed to grow to. And so that would not be profitable either. But then Jesus talks about good soil. These are the ones who receive the word of God and believe it. Believe it. Faith arises in their heart when they hear that word of God that becomes a rhema to them, that becomes alive to them. And they then believe it and latch hold of it. I want to look at Romans chapter 10 for just a moment with you here. And I want to read verses 9 through 17. Beginning in verse 9 of Romans chapter 10, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, or the rhema of God. Now I have another episode that explains more about the rhema versus the logos of God and how the rhema word of God, the one that becomes alive, that captures their heart and their mind and allows faith to arise within them to believe and confess Jesus as Lord so that they then are born again and saved, that rhema word will always come from the logos. So it's the logos word of God the written word that is being preached, that's where the seed of the word of God is. 
And that rhema word is that one that will be received into good soil, believed, welcomed, and it will make someone born again, saving their souls after hearing the true word of God. So now, in the sense of our oak tree illustration, germination happens in their heart. In Romans, a couple of chapters earlier, in Romans chapter 8, we read this in verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So the spirit of the living God will take that rhema word, that word of God that has been heard and believed on by the individual will plant it in the good soil of their heart and give it life so that now you have germination that has occurred inside the person's heart, in the good soil of their heart. When they have welcomed the seed of God's word, when they have prioritized it, understand it, and give it proper space and attention, providing good soil, welcome it into their heart for it to grow within them. So now with the germination of an acorn in our oak tree illustration, you have a brand new tree that is beginning. It's a brand new creation and it will ultimately grow to bear fruit and begin its own reproduction again. That's the whole cycle. That's the desire. And so when this seed is received into good soil by an individual, when they believe the word of the living God that they have heard and they receive it, the Holy Spirit births in them brand new life, creates brand new life in them, and the germination process has occurred inside of their heart, in the good soil of their heart. And they then can grow and become mature to bear fruit and to reproduce themselves, just like the acorn, cycling all anew into a new tree. And that new tree then itself begins fruit bearing and maturing and development. This study, this Oaks of Righteousness Discipleship Program, is designed to be a resource for those who are coming to know Jesus and are receiving, welcoming him when presented with the word of the truth, receiving that into good soil in their heart. And those who have already done that, those who are the good soil, so to speak, they've heard the word of God, received it and believed it, and now want to grow and be healthy, strong, and mature. Those who want to learn how to live godly and victoriously, pleasing to the Lord who has now saved them. These are the ones that received the word and it now has germinated inside of them. So now what? What happens after the germination stage? Well, at the time of germination, a baby oak has now begun. A baby tree has now been born. A baby Christian has now been brought to life.
and conceived. Peter calls us that. He calls us newborn babes in one of his epistles. So at this point, after germination, the very next stage of the oak tree's development will occur. The very next stage of a Christian's development will occur. And that will be brought to us in the very next lesson. So we encourage you to join us then as we continue to go level by level, lesson by lesson, line upon line, precept upon precept, to help you grow as a disciple of Jesus Christ and become mature in your faith and able then to yourself make more disciples. I pray that this has been a blessing to you and Lord willing, you can join us again as we continue our Oaks of Righteousness program. God bless you today in Jesus' holy name. Amen.